Let's pray together. God, how can we begin to thank you enough for who you are, what you do, for being our God, for paying attention to us, for calling us close to you, for redeeming us, for forgiving us, for keeping us near you, for making your promises clear, for so many things that we could say thank you. And so we do, with gratitude in our hearts this morning, we thank you for bringing us close to you and for shaping us continually in the image and likeness of Christ, even through one another. In the name of Jesus, we pray together. Amen. When I was driving through Mississippi a couple of weeks ago on the way to see our son, who is stationed in Mississippi, I kept noticing a sign at some of the exits. Now, I don't know what you do when you're on a long road trip. From here to Columbus, Mississippi is about nine hours. And I like to wake up early, start driving, get there before the day ends. Some of you have, you know, that approach to travel. But what do you do to keep yourself entertained for nine hours? There's only so many podcasts you can listen to. There's only so many albums you can listen to. Even books on tape, back when they were books on tape, now audio books, but back, even, even that nine hours, you kind of sometimes need a break. So what I'll do is I will watch things around me, and I tend to make up stories. I've done this since I was a little boy. Watch out the window, and I'll see someone drive by in a vehicle, and I will construct an entire narrative about them, a whole story about where they're going, what they're going to do when they get home, what they're going to have for dinner. And then sometimes I'll see a particular something and it just fires the imagination. And that's what happened a couple of weeks ago when we were on our way to see our son who was stationed in Mississippi. There's a sign. Every few miles for a long stretch of highway. And when you're on a long stretch of interstate, no matter where you are, it kind of feels like you're everywhere and nowhere at the same time. And so anything out of the ordinary grabs your attention. So this sign that kept coming up every few miles and then the exit itself grabbed me. And it said, Miss Highway Patrol. And so I started making up a story about it. About a beauty pageant <laughs> called Miss Highway Patrol. And I pictured everything that she was going to be responsible for that year as Miss Highway Patrol. And what do you do after, you know, after that year is up and you have to give up your crown? You know, what do you, what do, you do for the rest of your life after that? And I pictured banquets 
where she's introduced our keynote speaker tonight for the semi-annual 4-H fundraiser, was the runner-up to the 2006 Miss Highway Patrol. And you just see this entire world, and it's all because of one thing. One thing creates those kinds of imaginations and stories, and it's what something's named. It's just, it's just a name on a sign is all it was. And, as crazy as that story sounds, but again, it's a nine-hour drive, so you've got to do something. That sign with that name made me think about today, January 2nd, 2022, because names are important. What you name something is important. Names, if they don't have meaning at first, certainly start to take on meaning over time. You name a child something, for example, and then as that child grows and she gets year after year, you start saying something like, she looks like a fill in her name. So today around the world, as I mentioned earlier, is a day that many places are calling the holy name of Jesus Day. And it's because of the tradition of naming a baby after the baby is born. You don't name the baby before, you name the baby after. And for those of you who are parents, you know that naming a child is a big decision. Or at least it feels that way. It feels like a big decision. And then you know that everyone that you tell the name to is going to have an opinion about it. Because names, they, they do something, they say something, they are important. So it's a good thing for Jesus, just so that there was never any debate, that He was named by a heavenly messenger. And Here's the big story. This is right out of Luke 2. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Oh, there's a lot going on in this story. So much going on. And there's, there's a few things that we could do with this story, and all of them, hopefully, would be uplifting, would build you up in the name of the Lord, but it's those shepherds. It's those shepherds that really have my attention today on this particular day and in this story because they're on a long journey. They don't necessarily know exactly what they're going to find when they get there. In fact, they refer to it as this thing. Let's go see this thing. Let's go see what's happened, but they're on this long journey. and I'm wondering, as they are making the drive to Bethlehem, this long trip, 
What's going through their minds? What are they doing? You didn't have podcasts and albums to listen to back then. There weren't street signs to fire their imagination. But what are they thinking? As they are making their way to Bethlehem, what must have been going through their minds? can't know exactly, but I know one thing for sure. Their minds were filled with anticipation. What is it going to be like when we get there? What are we going to see? What's going to happen? Is this what's going to change the world? Is this what we've been waiting for all this time? Maybe they knew the stories. Maybe they had heard them. Whatever the case, let's go now and see this thing that has taken place, the Lord's told us about. So they're on this long journey. They get there. They see the child lying in the manger. They're amazed. The people are amazed. Mary treasures all these things in her heart. And then what happens? The shepherds pack up their things again. And they go back. They leave. But did you notice in Luke 2 what it said about how they left? See, I think this is where we are today. I think if there's a part of this story where we are, it's right here. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. The trip to Bethlehem was nothing like the trip back home. God is always unfolding the world before our very eyes. We see the creation of God when we see Jesus. I said it before Christmas on the first Sunday of Advent, and I will say it after Christmas on this first Sunday of the year. I believe in what is good. I believe that we see good every single day if only we have eyes to see. While the world goes out of its way to try to get us to see and focus on the bad, good is all around us here in this creation. And that includes you. That includes the person sitting next to you in the name of Jesus' good name. I also said before Christmas that this is a time for us to dream together. Back then, especially way back before Jesus was born, and then right when Jesus was born, the people used to dream about what life would be like once the Messiah arrived. Just for a minute, just put yourself in their shoes. Put yourself in the shoes of what it must have been like to be a person before the Messiah arrived. It's nothing but anticipation. It's nothing but one of these days, God is going to make good on this promise to send us the Messiah, to send us the Christ, to redeem us. And then, if you're there, what are you thinking, right? Once the Messiah comes, then everything is going to be just fine. Everything's going to be wonderful. Well, 
good news that we're attached to here is that that is exactly the way it turned out. The Messiah came, and now everything is great. Everything is wonderful. Now, some of you have been listening to me do this sort of thing now for right at 12 years. And so maybe you think that I'm about to insert one of my typical Jeff preaching style, yes, but. Not today. Not today. This is exactly the way we're going to leave this. And I'll tell you why. It's because of these shepherds. These shepherds make their way to Bethlehem. They see exactly what God told them they were going to find. And then they turned around and all the way home, they're praising and glorifying God because of what they saw. And Mary, God bless her, Mary pondered their words and treasured these things in her heart. For us, now that Jesus is with us, here on the other side of this full story, we may find ourselves sometimes like Mary, taking a a baby home and sitting that baby on the bed about 10 minutes after we actually got him in the house and Joseph looks at Mary or I look at Jen and we say, now what? What are we supposed to do? Are are we supposed to talk to him? Are we supposed to like play a game or what do we do? But if we're going to dream, which I think is what the first Sunday of the year invites us to do, we can do so like the shepherds on their way home, looking at what they had just seen and saying, nothing was ever going to be the same. And the world is still going to be the world. But because of what we have seen, in Jesus, nothing's ever going to be the same. What if dreaming big into this new year on this holy name of Jesus day, that includes taking the baby home and saying, now what? But what if dreaming into this new year is a day about having the eyes to see the path before us, that seeing is believing as we are seeing Jesus, And as we're preparing the way of the Lord, what if one of the things that involves preparing the way of the Lord is about preparing ourselves? Number one, treasure these things in your hearts. Number two, you don't have to go to Bethlehem looking for the Messiah anymore because the Messiah has come. Jesus is here. Jesus has arrived. And so... Everything we do from this point forward 
is about walking with Bethlehem behind us and praising God and treasuring these things in our hearts. As to the now what, we know why we are here. And this is to set the tone for the entirety of 2022. We chop down mountains in the way of those trying to see Jesus. That's why we're here. And that's what we do as we praise and glorify God. We cast light into the valleys of those walking in darkness so that they can see Jesus. Because along the way, we too can see Jesus. We clothe those who do not have coats and we feed the hungry. Along the way, we treasure all these things in our hearts. We praise and glorify God on the journey because we know that at one time, someone chopped down a mountain for us so that we could see Jesus. Someone cast light into your darkness so that you could see Jesus. Someone put clothes on you. Someone fed you. And now I'm really going to meddle for a second because it is the first Sunday of the year. We are going to commit this year as a church, as our virtue collectively together as our body. We are going to commit collectively as a church family to cultivate forgiveness. To live lives of forgiveness. And many of us probably have some forgiving to do. This pandemic that not over yet has brought about a lot of frustration on the good end of the spectrum all the way to really hard feelings on the other end of the spectrum. This is a time for forgiveness. Because do you know what forgiveness can do? Forgiveness can chop down mountains. Forgiveness can cast light into darkness. Forgiveness can clothe you. Forgiveness can feed us. And forgiveness can create us anew. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen.